Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. We're here today with Dr. Dori Carlson. She was on an earlier podcast telling us about her year as American Optometric Association president. When that ended, Dr. Carlson, and the emails stopped and daily life took a slower turn, what uh, what did you find yourself doing? Ah, the million-dollar question. Um, well, you know, obviously I went back to practice. Um, it, my husband and I have two locations here in rural North Dakota, and, and so being busy with patient care, being busy with taking care of the office and just kind of spending some time regrouping because in some respects, we'd kind of let the practice kind of coast a little bit because of life being extremely busy. So we took a little time to just kind of regroup and get things back in order here. At the time I had two preteen sons or just teenagers. Um, I'm trying to think how old my kids were. And so we became busy with their activities in school. So I was home for all of the years that they were going through high school, which I, I, I'm really happy that I was. That was perfect. I, I did ask my older son once when I was getting ready to do a talk to a group of women, you know, if he felt that I had missed a bunch of stuff that when he was growing up. And he said, like what? So uh, apparently it couldn't have been too bad on them with the fact that we were traveling. Um, in fact, both of them wanted me to run for the AOA board again. But my older son came to me one day and he said, Mom, do you think that you'd ever run for the AOA board again? And I was like, why would I do that? And he goes, well, no, seriously, why run for the AOA board again? And I was like, Seth, no one has ever done that. He goes, well, then you could be the first girl president and you could be the first person who runs for the AOA board and does it again. <laughs> And I said, Seth, why on earth, after all the travels, all the conference calls, all the emails, all the time that I spent away from you guys, why on earth would I do that? And he gave me an answer, but my younger son gave me a funnier answer. He took his hands and put my face in his hands and got, so he was about six inches in front of me and said, frequent flyer miles. They were afraid that they would never fly ever again because I'd always told them they flew on frequent flyer miles. <laughs> So as they say, you try to figure out what you want to do when you grow up, or I've used that a few times. Um, you know, I did a variety of things at first. I did some speaking. I did some lecturing. I, you know, I served on some advisory boards for industry. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of was testing the waters to see what it was that I felt passionate about and what I wanted to do next. And, um, I kept coming back to leadership things and motivational things and, you know, making a difference in the lives of specifically optometrists and what could I do to give back to optometry. And um, I made the decision to, after reading several books, to go to a John Maxwell event in Florida. Um, John Maxwell is an author who um, has written many, many, many books on leadership. And you may have read some of his books, but uh, he was a pastor first. and But then he decided he wanted to add value to people. And really his real calling was is if he could teach people more people to be leaders, then we would just make the world a better place, basically. 
It's kind of his philosophy. So now what he does is about twice a year, he leads events where he's training people to be leaders. And uh, I went because it talked about motivational speaking. It talked about coaching. It talked about, um, you know, different things for uh, growth and some people that that's their business and that's how they make their living. But I went and spent a week with John Maxwell and just realized that this was kind of my next calling that I felt and to do more things with leadership. And since then, I've been very involved with Vision Source. I've done some leadership seminars for Vision Source. I've um, served in some capacity with advisory boards. I currently am writing a blog um, every other week for uh, on leadership topics. And um, I've been leading some uh, personal growth sessions, if you will. So currently, I, I'm leading about 35 optometrists through a personal growth series where we get together virtually um, through conference calls every week for eight weeks. And we just kind of walk ourselves through one of the John Maxwell books and talk about how we can grow as a person and as a leader. And I guess where that, that bottom line is, is that if, if we're optometrists, if you want to have an office, effective office environment, it's about the culture and it starts with you. So if you're not investing in yourself, then how can you be an effective leader? So what is personal growth? I mean, what kind of is the goal? Is it is it efficiency? I guess it's it's funny when you think of targets and goals and training uh, and, and coaching. You know, there's sort of strength benchmarks or endurance benchmarks or even efficiency benchmarks. But what what are those benchmarks in personal growth? That's a great question. You know, I, I think that becomes a very personal benchmark. In, in kind of going through some of these groups, it's interesting because everybody comes from a different place. And, you know, some people talk about negative self-talk, for example, or somebody talks about the fact that they're having a, a poor culture in their office, or, you know, it. somebody talks about different things. And it's about realizing that you have to start with you, you have to look within yourself and understand yourself and understand how you lead what your your strengths, what your weaknesses are, capitalize on your strengths. And so it's a lot of introspective kind of um, types of thing in the beginning that may seem touchy-feely to people. But I think if they really spend some time thinking about it and trying to make their days better so that their life is positive, then what happens is it has a reflection on other people. And, you know, you got to live it to lead it. And so the benchmarks are, right. are probably more, you know, not like you'd benchmark your office or not like you'd benchmark if you're lifting how many pounds or something, but it's noticing where you start from and where you want to go. And that really requires attention. I mean, it's interesting that this program that you're doing is, is eight weeks of meeting with somebody because it's not really something you can do in 20 minutes while you're waiting for, you know, the, the pasta to cook. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so we're leading people through the 15 invaluable laws of growth written by John Maxwell. And, you know, the very beginning of the book talks about that growth is intentional. Growth doesn't just happen, which for a lot of us, we just think, well, it's going to happen. Right. Um, 
but it doesn't. You know, sometimes you have to actually pay attention to it and be intentional about that. And this all kind of started with trying to create better cultures in our offices, trying to be better optometrists, but trying to be better leaders in optometry. And but again, it's got to start with you, because if you aren't good yourself at that, there's no way that you can lead others to help them. So is leadership in an office the same traits and characteristics as leadership at the national level and something like the, the AOA or even an estate association kind of level? Or, or are there different kinds of leadership? I believe it's basically the same type of leadership. Maybe you do go about it at a little different way. Um, but it's, you know, invariably it's the same type of thing. It, you know, as I said before, leadership is influence and it's how you influence people in your office. It's how you influence people in your association. It's how you might influence people at meetings in your community and whatever you're involved with in your community. And those characteristics, I think, transcend all of those things that you are part of. Um, and, you know, as, as you, as you get out of your comfort zone, that's where the growth happens. And you just kind of keep pushing yourself to do things that perhaps you're not as comfortable with. You know, I, of all the things that I've done and maybe weren't really comfortable with, I can always say that I grew because I did them. In our earlier podcast, our last visit, you had mentioned that public speaking was terrifying to you at the start. And, you know, I, I can imagine that in your own mind, when you say, I've conquered something that was terrifying, so I can do this, <laughs> that it becomes um, perhaps a little bit easier. It, it That was, that was the number one thing for me that was absolutely terrifying. But I found kind of a speaking style that tends to work for me. And, you know, it doesn't work for everybody else, but it works for me where I can start to be more comfortable with it. And, um, and now I actually kind of rather enjoy it. It's, it's fun when I can go and do some public speaking and, you know, obviously speak on topics that I'm passionate about makes a huge difference too. So Dr. Carlson, what can optometrists do to enhance their leadership skills or practice their leadership skills on a, on a daily basis? There is so much that's available on the internet now um, that it, it's just really pretty easy. You can look at YouTube videos about leadership. I know Chick-fil-A um, entrepreneur has done things on leadership. John Maxwell has several videos on leadership. Amazon, you can order many books on leadership on Amazon. So there's some great material out there that you can do something from your own home. You don't have to necessarily go anywhere to learn something. And I think the more books you read, the more you kind of delve into what, oh yeah, that makes sense. Or, you know, these are little things that I can do to become a better leader. And, and that's where I started. That's interesting. And does that apply to employees as well as, I mean, it's, it's sort of obvious to think of uh, a practice owner as a leader, but what are some ways that people in employed or associate positions can um, kind of uh, build their leadership muscle? 
Personally, I think leadership applies to anybody. It doesn't matter where you work. If you're the owner of a business or you're an employee of a business, if you're an optometrist or not an optometrist, I don't think it really matters. I think leadership applies to every aspect of your life, your household, how you grow yourself personally, how you uh, um, handle conflict, how you relate to your friends. So, you know, I think it encompasses all aspects of our life. And it really doesn't matter if you own your business or don't own your business. Whatever you can do to become a better leader yourself only enhances every aspect of your life. Great. Thank you. Now, I hear that you are spreading your wings in in other ways as well. You're You're obviously working on your leadership, but you've got something else going on, don't you? I am. I'm going back to school. Like I don't have enough things going on in my life, right? Um, so what happened was I had a patient who was in a master's program and she told me about it and I thought, wow, that sounds really interesting. And and as I thought about it and she told me more information about it, I decided to go for it. So in a couple of weeks uh, after Labor Day, I will be going back to the classroom and, to get my master's of arts in leadership. So it's a blending, blended learning master's program that is geared towards people who work full time. And so it's online as well as um, some classroom activities on Saturdays, a few select sla- Saturdays every semester. And it's mostly about paper writing, but reading and exploring the topic of leadership. So I'm, I'm excited. I you know, just think that um, it, it will be the next adventure. That's exciting. And now there are three college students in your household. There are. My uh, my youngest son just went to college. So now I have my oldest son, my youngest son, and myself all back in school. And when I, I told my boys that I was going to go back and get my master's, both of them just looked at me with this look like, why would you do that? <laughs> so it was kind of funny. But um, when I told my oldest son about the program, he actually was pretty excited about it. So that sounds great. And it's what a way to uh, influence your children, too. You know, that um, that learning is, is really a lifelong endeavor. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Dr. Carlson, thank you so much for being with us. I uh, appreciate your, your time and your interest. And I, we'd love to talk to you again as your leadership studies continue. And maybe you can share some of those strategies with us. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.